Hello, my name is Kevin Aronson from Hampshire School of Photography and welcome to another edition of Talk Talk. Now, Talk Talk is talking for photographers, photographers in conversation, and this is about photography. And although so many of today's cameras now have fabulous video facilities, that's not something we're interested in. We're into stills photography. And we don't go into gear comparisons. We think it's unimportant to compare one manufacturer against another because what we're into is taking photographs. There are plenty of sites out there which give gear comparisons and reviews. We will talk about gear if we think it's something which is generically important for you as a photographer to improve and to grow as a photographer. But we don't want to compare Canon against Nikon or Fuji against Sony. That's not important to us. What's important is that you own a camera, not what make it is, how much you pay for it, or what wonderful things it does. Okay, this site is not for professionals, it's not for advanced amateurs, it's for newbies, new photographers who are just at the beginning of their photographer's journey and want to get better. So, without any further ado, let's go over to episode 4 of the current 10 episode series of Photography Basics. And on this one, we're looking at ISO. So now we're looking at the third piece of the puzzle of the exposure triangle. And when you combine the three elements together, we have this law of reciprocity because there's a reciprocating relationship between aperture, shutter speed, which we've already looked at, and now finally ISO. To help you understand what ISO is, let's, let's just close our eyes and use our imagination. Let's assume that we're in a big hall, a big hall. I'm on stage with a microphone in my hand and in front of me there's a huge audience, several hundred people. Right in the middle of them there's a man at the mixing desk, the sound engineer, and he's controlling the microphone that I'm speaking on. If I move the microphone away, he turns the volume up. If I get close to the microphone, he drops the volume down so that Everybody in the audience can hear what I'm saying nice and clear with no distortion. Now, what if I was to invite someone up on the stage? We've got a sofa up on the stage. They go and sit on the sofa and I start talking to them and I ask them a question. I point my microphone at them and can we hear that person reply? And the answer is obviously no. Microphones need to be held quite close to the mouth uh, so they don't allow in too many extraneous noises. So I'm putting my microphone at this person sat on the stage, ask them a question, they reply, nobody can hear them. So what happens now? Well, the sound engineer is now going a bit frantic. He's pushing all his sliders up and his master faders and he can't hear them still. So now he's under the desk and he's pushing up the preamps and the postamps and the midamps. And eventually, if he turns up enough amplification, we can all hear everything that that person's saying but here's the rub not only do we hear what they're saying but in the background we hear lots of lots of background hiss lots of noise because we've turned the volume up so far that background noise is creeping in if you imagine the ISO dial on your camera to be very much like the volume control on that microphone, you start to get an idea what ISO is and how it behaves. It's a bit like turning up the volume control on your camera that doesn't control sound, but controls light or image brightness. So turning up the ISO dial on your camera is just like brightening up the picture. 
And the more you turn it up, just like that sound engineer pushing up all his faders and volume controls, eventually you don't hear what you hear or what you see, not what you hear, what you see is the digital noise and the image goes grainy. And the more you push up your ISO, the more digital noise you get. Think of then your ISO control as like a volume control for light. And the more you increase it, the more digital noise you get. It just looks like grain in old film. And the higher the ISO, the more grain you'll see. So usually people like to shoot at what's called the native ISO, which is usually around about ISO 100. On some cameras it's 200. Uh, I got a Fuji where the ISO was 160. So it, it kind of varies a little bit from camera to camera, but as an average, around about 100 is the norm. If you double it to 200, in fact, what you're doing is doubling the light. You're increasing the light by one stop of ISO. If you push it up again from 200 to 400, you've doubled the brightness again. So it's another stop. So you get stops in ISO just the same way as you get stops in aperture and shutter speed. And they all do the same thing by the same amount, a stop at a time, but they do it by different methods. So unlike aperture and shutter speed, which adjust the brightness or the exposure naturally, Remember, aperture controls the brightness through the amount of light it lets in. Shutter speed does it by how long the light goes in for. ISO brightens up the image afterwards. It digitally amplifies the signal. So it's the best way of ruining the quality of your image. If you want the best quality image, you'll keep the ISO as low as possible. Having said that, in most cases, we don't really notice if the ISO is, is pushed up high and there's lots of grey because most of us only look at the pictures that we see on our phones or maybe on a small laptop where the image isn't huge. But as soon as the image is enlarged, you start seeing that grain come through. And if you're shooting a very high ISO, I don't know, 1600, 3200, 6400, 12, eight, and so on above that, you get more and more. Now with some of the newest cameras on the market, some of the really clever mirrorless cameras on the market, you can shoot at really seriously high ISOs and not see too much degradation, but it happens eventually. Most cameras have an option called auto ISO where the camera decides the ISO for you. And generally speaking, I don't use that very much, but there are a few occasions. I, I tend not to leave my camera on auto ISO because I'm then letting the camera make decisions for me about how much noise is going to be introduced into the image. So generally I, I keep mine manually on the lowest ISO I can get away with and I, I chop and change my adjustments on aperture shutter speed as, as a compromise. It's always a trade-off between those three elements, aperture, shutter speed and ISO. You pick what you want to give you the best picture you want. And that is it. ISO isn't more complicated than that. So how does this work in practical terms? Well, let's assume you're taking a picture and you're, you've got an aperture and a shutter speed and ISO. You really like to give you a good exposure, but you're only shooting maybe, I don't know, 250th of a second on your shutter speed. And there's some movement. There's some fast action taking place in the shot. And the shutter speed isn't fast enough to freeze the action. So you decide to push it up to 500. It captures the movement perfectly but now the picture's gone dark. If you've increased your shutter speed by one stop, the picture now has gone one stop dark. So 
you adjust your ISO up by one stop to compensate for the change you made in the shutter speed. There's this constant battle between those three elements to get the correct exposure. So most people shoot in Aperture Priority, which in most cases is a really good shooting mode because it enables you to capture images quickly. You haven't got to mess around with all your controls. But if you don't keep an eye on your shutter speed, you could easily end up with a shutter speed, which is too slow for your shot. So you monitor with your eyes inside the viewfinder. You see a little, little display, little LED display inside the viewfinder. And if you notice your speed's getting too slow, that's when you crack up your ISO. Working with these three elements together is what gives you the ability to take control of the image. And mastering these three elements means you are taking control not only of the camera, you're taking control of the shot to give you the final image that you're looking for, to give you the best results. So that's all three elements. Aperture, shutter speed and ISO. ISO is probably the quickest one to explain because it's basically a volume control. The others are slightly more complicated as you've already found out if you've listened to the earlier podcasts. Now, there are lots of elements here which are very difficult, if not impossible, to illustrate on an audio-only tuition like this. You really need to see explained visually. And this is where I would invite you to sign up for our basic Introduction to Photography One Day Workshop, because that workshop will give you a clear understanding of how to work with all those three elements together and how to balance them up one against the other. And the problem is... They don't just interact with each other to give you the exposure that you want, but each of them has side effects. And seeing what those side effects look like is really important in your decision-making process. If you've got any questions about ISO, then please post them down below or drop me an email at info at gohsp.com and I'll do my best to answer them. But I do recommend that if you don't go on one of our workshops, maybe you ought to go on somebody else's because... The complexity of really thoroughly understanding the exposure triangle is something you have to see rather than just listen to. But I hope this very short podcast will give you something of an insight to give you the basic understanding. Talk Talk is sponsored by the Hampshire School of Photography. We have a training centre in Hampshire, which is in southern England. And you're welcome to visit our website, which is gohsp.com, and look at all the different workshops we run there for photography, from single one-day courses through to one-year courses, master classes, inner circles, private mentoring, and so on. And, of course, there are courses on Photoshop and Lightroom. My name is Kevin Aronson, I'm a professional photographer and I've been behind the camera now for about 52, 53 years. I run an online blog called The Photography Teacher, which contains tips, techniques and video tutorials to help you with your photography and the editing skills. So when you combine the training centre, the blog and this podcast, I'm hoping there's enough material out there to help you grow your photography to where you want it to be. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Talk Talk. I look forward to you joining me again at the next one.